Hello and welcome to AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast, episode number 37, coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. I'm your host, Aaron Vaughn, and this is the show where we rip open a random wax pack every week and discuss that year and brand of card along with the players in the pack that we open. Along the way, we'll shout out some of your comments as listeners, sometimes discuss nostalgic stories uh, about cards or players that come to mind, and spread the pure joy that is ripping open wax packs. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. And you can get a hold of us in one of the following ways. If you uh, have a question or need any uh, uh, a way to comment um, or just want to tell us a story about uh, baseball or baseball cards that you want to um, us to talk about on the podcast. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, Excuse me. On YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. We're always looking to promote veterans charities, so contact us through those outlets that I just mentioned, one of those, and uh, we'd be happy to discuss uh, how we could help you um, give to your favorite veterans charity and their families. Um, This week, we're going to be talking about 1992 Tops. That's the uh, pack that we pulled from the random rip box and um, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes here um, I did have a, another you know over our little segment here that I t- kind of started last week I've been doing this a little bit Kurt's facts my brother Curtis he um, he listens to these and he'll uh, give me some facts about some of the things maybe I s- said or uh, um, tell me how it was wrong or maybe right or um, if the um, he has a some type of story about a card that, that we pulled. So he said uh, that I was correct and that there was a strike in 1994. Cause I remember talking about that a little bit, that canceled the playoffs in the world series. Also, <coughs> excuse me, got a frog in my throat. Um, it was also the opening year for Jacobs field in Cleveland. Um, you know, that's where we're from around that area. Um, and he said he went to the home opener on May, on, on, he said, maybe on April 8th, couldn't remember the exact date. Kurt's a guy that likes to get it right. So he's thinking it was April 8th. He said they won an extra innings, I think, on an Eddie Murray hit, or at least he was a big part of the final runs. And then one of his sons, Jake, was born on uh, the 17th of April. So it was like pretty soon after that. So Jacob's Field and then Jake was his kid. Um, hi, Jake, if you're listening. Um, and then he said, he, I also remember in 1994 – because I think we were talking about uh, 1994 tops or something, uh, that Tony Gwynn was hitting 394 with like 40 games left. Um, and the Rangers were leading the AL West with a record that was um, 10 games below 500. <laughs> he said it was the first year for three di- the three-division format, he thinks. And then on, um, on Saberhagen, because I must have talked about Brett Saberhagen, he said in 1985, he won the Cy Young at age 21 and also was the World Series MVP after the Royals defeated the Cardinals. And then we talked a little about uh, Dwight Gooden. He said that's such a sad story. He ended up with close to 200 wins, but he had half of those before he was the age of 27 and then just crashed from there. So thanks, Kurt. Appreciate your uh, facts. And that has been Kurt's facts segment. All right, let's get back to 1992 tops. 
We have um, a 792-card set released in February 1992. Um, and this would be the last set that um, Topps released as a single series and the first to be printed on white cardstock. Um, it was also the first year Topps was packaged without gum, so I won't be able to eat gum today, darn. Um, and the first year packs were not wrapped in wax paper. So they were, some of them were, they look like they're wrapped the same, but it's not actual wax paper. I think it's like, like the pack we have is like, a, it looks like, like a wax pack, but it's got, it's kind of like cellophane, I think, around it. Um, <clears throat> the distribution, um, and they still call them wax boxes, but even though they weren't actual, actually wrapped, in wax paper so the distribution was 36 wax packs per box 15 cards per pack and they were 55 cents a pack uh, cello packs were 24 packs per box 34 cards per pack and those were 169 per uh, rack pack or cello pack i mean and then they had rack packs that were 24 packs per box with 45 cards per pack uh, then they had jumbo also it doesn't really say um doesn't give the distribution of them um and then 500 card vending boxes and retail factory sets, which included 10 gold cards. And then ho hobby factory sets included 10 gold cards and nine 1993 tops pre-production cards. So they went backwards with that. Or I mean, they went forward for that to show you a few for the next year. Um, says that the, the gold cards, um, they put those in any of the types of the packs. So you could get gold cards. Um, and rack packs you could get them in um cellophane packs and you could get them in your wax packs that weren't actually wax but they look like wax packs um and it says it's the first true parallel set was the 1992 tops gold cards that were randomly inserted into all 1992 tops pack types the front of each card has the player's name and team stamped on gold foil uh, while the tops gold uh, logo watermarked on the reverse side. Wax cello and rack boxes yielded one tops gold card per box, while 500 card vending boxes came with five gold cards, and every factory set had 10. In addition, Tops produced 12,000 uh, 1992 Tops gold factory sets, presumably as a replacement for the discontinued Tiffany sets. Tiffany sets were the ones that were they didn't make as many, and they were made on better cardstock in the past for Tops, and they're worth worth more because they didn't make as many of them and they were on better card stock. Um, there were a number of uncorrected errors in the gold set, like uh, just a couple of them um, that were notable. Or Mark Davidson's name was accidentally foil stamped onto Steve Finley's card. <laughs> Andy Harcedeno is listed as a member of the New York Yankees. Mike Huff is listed as a member of the Boston Red Sox. I don't know how you could mess this stuff up. And Barry Larkin is listed as a member of the Houston Astros, but it's correctly listed as a member of the uh, Cincinnati Reds on his gold winner's circle card. Gar gold, winner gold winner's card. <laughs> I just can't imagine Barry Larkin being on the Houston Astros. Um, and they put those out. It's so crazy that they mess up that badly and still put them out. So um, we'll be looking for some of those gold cards. Um there's not many rookies in this set that are huge, but um, I loved Manny Ramirez when he played for the Indians. Um, great hitter. Unbelievable. One of the best right-handed hitters probably of all time. Man Ram um, was not a great fielder. Um, Manny kind of was just being Manny, as they always said, in the outfield, but um, was what a great hitter. Um, they also had in this set 
uh, a Brian Taylor gold autograph. So uh, he was the first overall pick in the 1991 Major League Baseball draft. Um, And they had him sign a certain amount of these. I can't, I don't know if it says, it says all 12,000 tops gold factory sets contained a bonus autograph card of Brian Taylor. So, so, so 12,000 of them, I guess. And (laughs) he became the second player picked first overall in the draft to retire without ever playing in a major league game. I can remember when Brian Taylor was supposed to be, you know, the Yankees picked him number one and he was supposed to be amazing. He's a left-handed pitcher. And, uh, Never made the major league. So there's all these autographs out there of him. Um, and it was like, it's like he's an odd historical footnote. It was the first time that Tops commissioned an athlete to autograph cards for insertion into one of their products. So, and he never made the major leagues. That's, that's just crazy. The number one pick. So that's only happened twice. I don't know if, if it's ha- happened lately, but, um, um, uh, but yeah, he, there's only two of them, and he was one of them. So we'll look for that autograph too. But I think it says it was only in the um, gold factory set, so I guess it, we we can't find that card. Um, so like I said, there there's some um, not great rookies in this. I think Mike Mussina might be in it. He's a really good player. Sean Green's rookies in it, but Manny Ramirez is the one that I want to look for. Um, there's also you know Kyle Ripken Jr. and um, Ken Griffey Jr. and Ricky Henderson and um, Nolan Ryan, um, just some different Hall of Famers we can always look for. But uh, um, that's about it for the description of the 1992 Tops set. And uh, we're going to go to the YouTube portion of the podcast and rip open the 1992 Wax Pack. All right, here we are with our 1992 Tops baseball pack that we're going to open up. And as you can see, if you're watching the YouTube part of the podcast, um, you can see that um, it looks kind of shiny. It's not the actual wax paper. It looks like like cellophane kind of paper, but it still looks like a wax pack. It's still folded that way and everything. So, so uh, let's uh, figure out who's going to get our um, th- these cards and then the uh, some free wax packs here. Oh my boy! I've pulled his name before, Brian Harmon, and he. Uh, he opened his last time on video, so hopefully he'll do that again for us, and then I'll put that on our um, um, either YouTube or um, embed it into our Twitter or something like that, so you can watch him open. So Brian, hopefully open for us, so we can put you on on one of our um, one of our ways of um, getting a hold of us, our different outlets there. All right, so Brian Harmon won those. Thanks, bud, for. Um, the support. We appreciate it. You're a great friend. All right. Here's a 1992 tops wax pack. So it's blue. It's got the red stripe across, uh, tops baseball, 1992. It's got a little yellow stripe. Always has these little win things, tops match stats, match the stats win. um, a hundred thousand dollar card show buying spree or special tops gold series cards. Huh? Pretty cool. So I guess you could, uh, free game card and rules. You could write in for that. Let's open it up. <clears throat> Looks like it hasn't been tampered with. It was pretty tough to open, actually. All right, here we go. No gum. Uh, I wanted to taste the 30-year-old gum. All right, so 
these are like randomly put together there where you, they're kind of all out of whack. So I'm going to turn them over here, try to get them a little bit of an order. All right, we got the match the stats. There's the card. Looks like you rub off those and try to match something on there, I guess. Can't do that now. It's too old. All right, we got our first card is a Milt Kyler. And notice um, it says the first time that uh, Topps cards were printed on white cardstock. So we got white border. The back of it's white. Usually it was like a darker, little bit darker color. Um, but it had all their um, minor league and major league statistics. This is Milt Kyler, and he was a Topps All-Star rookie. So those were still going strong. That's like their second year card usually. Sometimes it could have been their first, but I, th I think most of the time it's their second year card. Milt Kyler. So um, not a bad looking card. It's pretty simple. They have their name on it there. Um, one thing I've noticed here, I'm looking at them. And it doesn't have what position they play. It just says their name and then who they play for, the Tigers and the Tops up there. Pretty, so pretty simple. Um, next, we have Mike Sosha. He played a lot of years. Yeah, I haven't seen any position yet. That's crazy. Maybe it says it on the back, I'm sure. But Mackie Sasser, the guy that couldn't throw it back to the pitcher. Um, Curtis, if you could help me on that one, I'm pretty sure that's why it's called Mackie Sasser disease. And right here, it does say that he's a catcher. So you can look on the back and see, um, what position they played. All right. Here's a hall of famer, Tom Glavin. That's a good card. So we got a good one there. Tom Glavin, Bill Gullickson, Daryl Hamilton. It looks like sometimes the card could be sideways like that. You know, not up and down, but sideways. So that's cool. Danny Tartable. And it looks like, I'm looking at the back. Danny Tartable had some good years. He had some monster home runs. So on the back, I'm looking at these. And it has a picture. And it looks like it has the picture of the team's uh, stadium that they played for. So here's the Royal Stadium. And then this one has county stadium which would be for the brewers so that's neat i've never seen one like anything like that before it's got the picture of the stadium on the bottom Let's see if tom glavins has yep his has atlanta fulton county stadium at the bottom and congratulations to those atlanta braves for winning it all greg myers dick schofield and one of the little subsets that was in um, 1992 Tops was the Tops Major League Draft picks. They had they've been having those I think for a few years. Calvin Reese, Calvin. I'm pretty sure that's Pokey Reese, the one that played for the uh, um, for the Reds for a while. Um, pretty sure it's Pokey Reese. I mean, he was uh, so this is out of high school. He was a shortstop, and I think he ended up playing short and second a little bit, I believe. Um, but there's Pokey Reese. His says in high school he had five home runs his senior year and 20 stolen bases and hit 488. And he hit 417 as uh, for all for three of his years in high school. But he was really fast. Um, there were some other subsets sets in this year, you know, like all stars and things like that. 
uh, probably record breakers and stuff like that. I, I can't remember exactly what it said in there. <clears throat> Kent Merker. Hey, here's an all-star right there. Jim Abbott. Now that's an amazing story. Doesn't have a full arm. And uh, just amazing how he's he can pitch left-handed and then catch the ball by putting the glove back on his left hand and then get the ball into his left hand somehow to throw it to first. And Curtis, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. I think he might even have he might even got a gold glove once. And if you watch that on YouTube, watch Jim Abbott fielding a ground ball and throwing somebody out. It's amazing because the guy only has he only has one full arm. It's it's unbelievable. You talk about um, amazing talent and never giving up right there. Amazing. Jim Abbott, all-star. Bob Zupchik, Zupsik maybe. Sorry if I said that wrong, sir. There's another draft pick, Benji Gill. Looking cool in his uh, high school picture. <laughs> and last but not least, Steve Farr. Does not very far. He's really close. Steve Farr. All right, we've got that Tom Glavin there like that. And there's some pretty decent little cards in there. And uh, Brian, you'll get these cards along with some other uh, packs I'll send y'all. So uh, we're going to go back to finish up the show. And thanks for tuning in here. All right. Well, remember, you can contact us on, uh, at our Twitter handle at, at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is uh, rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. Uh, on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs and you'll see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. And we're always uh, looking to promote veterans charities, so get a hold of us for that. Uh, this has been AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. This is Aaron Vaughn thanking you for tuning in. Have fun, be safe, love one another, and keep God first in your life. Have a good one.